person, we have the per usual crew, which is Xavier, myself, Evan, uh, Headstash, Carrie, Kayland, Kayland seventy. Don't let, your kid, been... don't let your kids go there. Hey, hey it's <laughs> catching on finally. It only took two weeks. <laughs> no. Someone that's been coming around a lot more regularly too, slowly but surely, obviously. Uh, and today's guest, Welcome, someone that Thank you. I think a lot of us have followed. Um, you know, via Facebook, uh, mostly Facebook, I think is where I followed him a lot. Was that your introduction? Uh, well, I think it was more so I saw like a, some movement on Instagram that really propelled, I think, him into the spotlight. And then all of a sudden, and I have to honestly be completely honest, at first I thought him was a her just because the, I didn't know if the last name was a first name at first. But we, we sorted that out. <laughs> I, I get a lot of that. Yeah. But so anyway. We know my name is Derek Shirley, so without, I understand that. <laughs> without any further ado, obviously it's uh, it, uh, Dawson. So, yeah, Dawson. Oh, wh wrong one. <laughs> Welcome, Dawson. Hey, guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me on here. I'm happy to be here. One of the first things, Dawson, I have to ask, because I don't think a lot of people know, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, who you are, uh, where you fit in yeah. the cannabis scene? Like, because some people, I just know you as an activist. I just recently found out that I believe you also are a, uh, a store owner. Oh, what do you so, mean? He's the, he he has yeah. the oldest store in Maine. So that's that's what I'm saying. So there's so much surrounding you that I feel like uh, I don't necessarily understand. You know, like, and so, I want I okay, want to understand so, more about you as a person. Okay, so fuck my okay, question. So, so try, go ahead. I'll, I'll try to go quick here. I'll try to go quick. Back in 2014, I started the first caregiver storefront, and I basically. The state didn't like it. The Wellness Connection didn't like it. The dispensaries were going freaking crazy. And so I basically challenged the state, and we went back and forth until 2016. And a long story short, I won. They lost, and I got a letter saying I was in compliance. And then I tried to help a bunch of other people start setting up their storefronts and showing them how to do it, work with the municipalities and stuff. Um, and, and I let them use my letter and stuff. So, so that was, um, another, you know, like I've been doing this activist stuff for a while. I've been going to Augusta since like 2013 or so. And so one of the things I did back in, um, 2015 was back when we had the qualifying list of conditions, I submitted a petition to DHHS to add addiction as one of the qualifying conditions. Mm -hmm. Oh, so wow. That's awesome. Yeah, man, and it was freaking huge. We yeah. had hundreds of people show up to the public hearing, and there was every news camera was there. The freaking New York Times covered it. I mean, it, it ended up going all across the country because we were going to be the first state to do it if we won the petition. And so we got all these doctors to come in and testify. We had all this science. We had stacks of freaking studies and every, all this bullshit. Where was and the science the coming end, from? Where was the science coming from? What, what, what could you guys lean on for data back, it's actually, at that it's, time? Well, it's actually pretty commendable too, saying of, someone submitting, like, they, taking a big step like that, asking for basically a complete amendment in, you know, the, you want to add the word addiction into what, the, what mar medical marijuana was being used for. Is that correct? Yeah, so back in the day, they had the list, you know, it had to be like, you know, PTSD or yeah. um, glaucoma. Yeah, you know, there was mm -hmm. there was the list like anxiety wasn't on the list, even though it worked great. And like or like sleep for, for using cannabis for a sleep condition. But but, you know, it, so we were fighting for it. 
Um, and, you know, in the end, we lost, but that was just another thing I was doing. And I helped set up the Mosca Certified Clean Cannabis Program. So um, that's just like the quick re- the quick resume explanation right there. What, but what? Mostly, I'm a, mostly I'm an activist, and I just I'm constantly down in Augusta and trying to get these guys steered in the right direction because those sons of bitches from Wellness Connection and Curaleaf are continually trying to do uh, – you know, backdoor shit, and they try to slip things in. Oftentimes, they'll do, instead of one bill, they'll do two bills with the same damn shit in it. Just in case one bill dies, they'll try wow. to get another one going or something. Wow. Or they do what it's called. Yeah, or they do, like a lot of people don't know this, but they'll do what's called a concept bill. And so they submit a bill at the beginning of the year, and it's basically a placeholder. And it's an empty bill. It, it literally just has a blank title or a title that says, you know, something to do the uh, Medical Marijuana Act or something. And then they won't have any words to it. And then all of a sudden, like two months later in the middle of the season, they'll just come out and introduce the whole entire bill with all the words. And you hardly have any time to review it. And it's all this damaging bullshit. And that's usually how they that's like one of their tricks, you know. And so we'll get blindsided and all of a sudden be like, what the hell's going on? And like this year, I'll give you an example. This year, um, they had a bill that got introduced similar to how I'm talking about, exactly how I'm talking about, really. And it was going to give us $100,000 fines, up to $100,000 fines. It was going to make alcohol extractions illegal, make it, um, you know, unless you had a C1, D1 explosion-proof room, all certified and all this bullshit. They were going to have mandatory labels which were going to be up to FDA, FDA nutritional standard labels, um, like what you see on food products. They wanted us to have, like, over-redundant testing on everything. They wanted us to have, I mean, it was just, just insane some in, of the shit. To put it in perspective, too, when you, when you start to say C1, D1 labs and um, those, those labelings and stuff, that's where it really does get expensive. Those C1, Pro, D1 He's explosion-proof, he said, yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, man, that's like a hundred. That's like a hundred grand or something. And, and so it was all these. Uh, what these are? These are tactics, and these are common tactics that they use on a regular basis to try to make extreme regulations expensive, extreme. And then what? It's it's all designed to kill all the competition. And right. then once they kill all the competition, and they take over the whole marketplace, and they're making all the pie instead of just a couple slices. Then what they do is they go back to the state with the same scumbag lobbyists, and they go and they go their little whining and 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 and, and uh, you know oh we can't make any money oh Jesus too tough we're gonna have to deregulate some of this stuff and make it easier on us and let's bring the taxes down and let's bring the fees down and and literally this is something they did in the medical program after they secured their four licenses. They went back to Augusta and asked them to drop the the, the, the fees because it was too expensive it, for them. It should be and, noted too that these that these guys operate like with you know extreme amounts of um, you know not only not only money but with a, a street uh, there's an extreme amount of like a, they're very methodic like these are people you know you're talking on the board for wellness you know there's acreage and all those the holdings all the holding companies something like John Boehner. And, you know, the old governors of Massachusetts, these are like people that have been in politics and understand how they work on such a large scale that coming into a state like Maine, it's probably laughable because these guys have done it on bigger states, too. 
You know, I don't know if they expected such a fight because I think also it's like that there is like it's such it's very counterintuitive in their head. I can assume how they said at first this is going to be easy. It's a small state. They've probably done it to larger ones before. I don't know if they expected this such sense of unity. And I think they really discredited the fact of how much Mainers like craft and how much they're willing to respect their neighbors and, and support their neighbors. And they do not like. There's a lot of towns that you see news articles that publish where you see locals hate the rich guy that just moved in and just tried to buy seven businesses and totally, you know, he wants to revamp the town. But in his, in the locals' eyes, the town doesn't need to be revamped. So I think you see that a lot. And it's interesting to see it being played out because you have these guys that are such strategists and very methodical and they're coming against a group of people that are the passion totally outweighs their political, you know, their political sharp sharpness, you know, their predatory skills. I should Dawson, say. Dawson, yeah, so we- on that point, Dawson, have you uh, have you encountered caregivers? Sorry, Sherry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, caregivers that are much more involved in the time. It ha- has it increased percentage wise based off the amount of other caregivers you've gotten to meet, or or is there a lot more support direct, or is it they contribute where they can because they are busy in their gardens for a lot of other things. You're saying, wait, are you saying contributing, like, as far as this whole uh, campaign goes of uh, suing the state right now? The, yeah, the, the go correct. Oh, we have oh yeah. To tell them your statistic yeah. you posted. Yeah, well, uh, uh, how much you, how much money have we raised? Oh, yeah, dude. It's like, Listen to we're, this. We're over, we, we broke over 50 grand today. Oh, you broke and over 50 grand today. Congratulations. Damn. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Yes. Making sure that's the right one. Right. <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't so press the laughing one like in the last time. Go ahead, Dawson. So that's including, that's including the GoFundMe campaign as mm-hmm. well as a lot of people have been paying cash donations right. or doing uh, checks. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, while we're at it, do you want to give a shout out to some of the top donors? You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be great if you guys don't mind. Go uh, ahead. First, let me just, while I'm pulling up the list, let oh, me yeah. just explain how this works. Sure. Um, so we found a, a crafty way to do this to make it because um, we're a nonprofit organization, and oftentimes you can you can only write off so much of that or whatever, depending on the situation, I guess, or something. But um, so what we're doing is, <clears throat> if you make a, a check donation or a cash donation, or even if you go through GoFundMe, um, we can basically we're taking that money and it's going straight to the lawyer. If you make a check out, it's, we want you to make it out to our lawyer's office, Bernstein and Sure. And then we send it to the lawyer, and then he writes up a receipt and sends it directly to the to the contributor. So you can write off a hundred percent of it as legal expenses now. Wow! And let's face yeah. So let's face it, we're all in this together. So we're 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 hiring a group attorney essentially. Right. Um. So um. So that so that's pretty cool. Now, all right. So I have the list here. Okay. Awesome. And and um, this is as of this morning. There's some uh. Let me just say before I forget, before I screw anything up here, because there's some people that have added on today that I have either picked up. Um, first of all, I want to say Green Bolt. I, I picked up a donation from them today. Awesome. Um, I picked, yeah, John Engler, which is... Oh, uh, Johnny Boy, yeah, his, his episode's dropping off today. Uh, tomorrow. Friday. Tomorrow. Friday. Yeah, or Friday. Oh, God, Friday, sorry. Friday. <laughs> Friday, yeah, Friday. But yes, Johnny nice. Engler. Yes, man. He was a top contributor today. He's awesome, and he's a great supporter and, and a fighter on the team. Um, and he's from, uh, I believe it's High Sales. Yeah, Canada. High Sale. Yeah, High Sale Medicinals. Yep, right out of Auburn. Yeah, man. He's got badass, badass product too. Um, 
Uh, kind guy. Uh, yes. They, they were one of our top contributors today also. Um, uh, Darid uh, Dejardin. I, I think I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name right. That's from, uh, I believe his company is called Cold Brook Cannabis in uh, Hollowell. Um, and uh, let's see. And we had so many other, um, I mean, if I, there's like, uh, there's like over a hundred contributors. We've oh been yeah. Here all day it's, if it's, I went right, but nah. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go through the high ones of the whole entire campaign. Cause it's been going for seven days now. Go it. Highbrow, Let's hear them. Yep. Highbrow's got the lead with five grand. Woo. We got Verd, Verde cannabis, which is also affiliated with Hilltop Farms. Together nice. They got, they got 3,400. Um, and so that's from today. If you were listening, he's oh. reading off the highest ones from the seven days, if you were listening. But continue, <laughs> Dawson. I am listening. Right, so we got uh, Cure Cannabis is uh, coming in at third place with 3,000. Oh, hell yeah, Cure. Uh, yeah, shout out John, the Morrisons. Those are great-ass people. Also, if you're in Lewiston, John's running for Ward 60. That's a great guy. He's for the people, so make sure you check him out. <laughs> The only reason I yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Continue, All right, keep continue. going, keep going. Thank you for mentioning that. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, he is running in uh, uh, District 60, and he's uh, he'd make a great uh, representative for us. Yes, uh, great, uh, great guy. I like uh, I like senior. Yep. I like junior. I like the whole family a lot. <laughs> and, okay, so then uh, let's see. After that, we've got Hive Medicinal. Yeah, my boy Bobby up at Hive. You loving the Hive? I love Hive. We got Maple Valley Farms at twenty-seven fifty. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Amber Horizons with twenty-five hundred. Damn. Very nice. Um, our, uh, RX Alternative two thousand. Jennifer Bergion two thousand. Uh, Green Truck two thousand. Flower Pharmacy two thousand. Thank you, Green Truck. All yeah, all kind fifteen hundred. Yeah, all kind. Yeah, <laughs> I love Claire. <clears throat> yeah, man, she's awesome. Um, Gold a... Coast cannabis. I mean, the list is fifty. The nice. list is pretty ex extensive. Uh, yeah, and they're all local caregivers, man. We're all fighting this battle. I think yeah, it's important too, and you know, we we're talking, and especially I think everyone, whether you're directly in the industry, like is in like a cultivator, or if you're a storefront owner, um, you know, if you're an influencer, I think everyone can chip in to help too. It was something that Carrie brought to the attention. And, you know, Carrie, on behalf of the main podcast, wants to go ahead and donate $1,000 to the cause. We'll go ahead and write that check out and get that to you as soon as we can. But hopefully that adds to the total and can, you know, we definitely want to show support. And I think it's important to show that you don't have to be directly in the industry as far as a cultivator or a producer. It could be a satellite. You can be a satellite, someone that's operating. You can definitely donate and play your own part. You see yeah, a lot man. of those yeah, too, haven't you? Go ahead. I was gonna say I dumped this out. I did a press release when we when we launched the lawsuit against the state for this residency issue, and I just recently dropped it um, at High Times and some of the big um, national affiliate things like Vice and Attention and things like that. Um, so I'm hoping to get some national attention, and I'm starting to do the same thing on the social media. I'm going uh, through the Facebook pages, some of those big giant pages that have like 100,000 followers and shit. And I'm trying to post on some of these pages to say, hey, we're suing these bastards. Up Hell here yeah. Pages. Suck it Help to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also let the other states know. You know, I know 
We got a lot of followers on the Maine Cannabis Coalition page on Facebook that are actually from Florida. I mean, by a lot, I mean, there's probably 100 people on the page, the page that are from Florida. And, and those guys are trying to build a grassroots thing down there. And, you know, they're, they're up against giants. Yeah, dude, wins. they're, they're up, but, that's an uphill battle in Florida. Well, I heard sure. someone, someone goes, Pennsylvania once, I, I had some, I have some family in Pennsylvania, and they said, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Beaver Falls. Shit! Yeah. You didn't tell me that before this. <laughs> Why did you just? Find, you know that's my that's my area. Well, actually, I should have told you before. Beaver that. Falls, bro. <laughs> yeah, Beaver Damn, Falls. That's uh, why you tell me this. I just, oh, sorry, sorry. Just happened Continue. now. But it's so. Wow, man. I was looking, we looked into like their. Uh, I was like, oh, so I was like, yeah, you should you should look in and see if there you know there might be some money you could get there. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh well, you know, might be some money. So I was looking in, and it was. The rules and regulations to enter that market, it was like $1.5 million yep. in like capital or something. I have to prove you have a million and a half in capital. I'm like, oh my God, it's funny can that you, you imagine? And you, and you say that, and you, it's funny that you say that because uh, I actually recently on my Instagram posted a Pennsylvania dispensary's uh, menu. Uh, and they're selling, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, Last week. yep. Yes. Uh, and they were selling sugar and BHO sugar for $96 a gram. Not including tax. Let's see if I get the right one here. No, that's not a joke. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. That's what I wanted. BHO that's going for what? 25, 30 bucks a gram here. Like $90 hairs. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's crazy. Ninety. Well, you look at even look at trim. Like, you know that's trim. Well, look at like Br British Columbia. Even you can go to like Vancouver. I was going out to Vancouver. I was supposed to go before this whole thing happened with COVID, and I was scoping out like the market, and there's like nothing. Maine is so like Maine and a couple other states in the U.S. that are really doing it right. It's crazy how like above certain other, and I don't mean like above in that like in some like egotistical way, more in like the sense of like. We are more developed. There is so many more providers. When the market is open, we've seen what like a lot, what, what can happen, yep. you know? And I think that's, it's pretty, it speaks to like the fight too that Dawson's having. We don't want to undershadow that. Dawson, have we had good numbers? Good rep, good, have, have the numbers increased? What numbers? The caregiver's you, involvement. Uh, have you yeah, seen? Yeah, I mean, the caregiver's, the caregiver seems to be floating between 2,500 and 3,000 and it just kind of goes back and forth every year. Yeah. And, the patient number is what's exploding right now, which is really fucking cool to see because um, we've gone from what used to be, you know, we used to be bouncing around between like 40 and 45, you know, 1,000 right about there was the average. Yep. And then all of a sudden in the last year, literally since LD1539 got enacted in December 13th, 2018, moving forward from that date forward, everything just started exploding and the market started to come into place. And we went from uh, one year, I think it was about 45,000 in 2018 to the end of 2019. We were at, um, and I'm going to say uh, 65,000 or 66,000. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. That's, amazing. That was, that's like, oh, that's quite a yeah, campaign. Like, I mean, I there were, there were some laxes. caregivers. Uh, no, no patients. patients. Listen, the, um, if I if I can, um, there were there were some changes within that occurred there that made it uh, a lot more accessible, a lot easier for people with minor conditions, um, nausea. If I'm if I understand uh, back spasms, uh, a couple others that uh, didn't require or weren't necessary to have a doctor's uh, note or signature any longer. You still had to go well, see a nurse, and there were conditions. 
but it kind of opened up in that way too, hadn't it? Well, to some degree. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what happened. Um, remember how I was saying we did that uh, petition to get addiction added as a qualifying condition? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the friggin' pharmaceutical companies lost their shit, and they were they were lobbying hardcore to the governor's office because that's who calls the shots in one of these petition things. And so, um, um, so what ended up happening was they didn't do it, and then immediately after that, I already had a senator, uh, Senator Eric Brakey, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's actually running for Congress right now, and he, and he he's a, he's a hell of a pro cannabis guy. If I if I'll just say that, so so. But uh, anyway, he's been very supportive what, uh, with a lot of his uh, backings. Yeah, a lot of his legislation. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, he he he'll he'll be a good guy in the federal level for us. That's for sure. We need we need some positivity going. And but anyways, what ended up happening was the pharmaceutical companies were freaking out because we had this bill that said we're going to add it to the list you know, addiction, and we're going to do it this way if we can't do it through the petition process. Well, that came the news cameras, and all this shit started getting cooking up. And then next thing you know, they quickly wanted to merge it into this bigger bill, and they quickly wanted to dissolve that bill off and make it go away. And so what they, and, and, and interestingly enough, the chair of DHHS committee is, is a doctor. She's a neurologist. And so, and she's very close ties with the pharmaceutical industry, the mm-hmm. whole healthcare industry altogether. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so what ended up happening was she quickly killed that thing off and made it become part of LD 1539, which is the real mother bill of all. And instead of saying an addiction, what they did was they just said, kill all the qualifying lips. No more. From now on, it's up to your doctor or your nurse practitioner. It's up to, if, you, if you get a hangnail and your doctor thinks cannabis will help that hangnail, then you can have a, a recommendation card. So that's yeah. really where that big that big switch happened, and that's where that's where it came from. Yeah, that, it was. We were no longer was, requiring. Big, yeah, big, nurses nurses and, didn't need a doctor's note from that point forward when we were working and, storefront. And, yeah, go continue. And the, and the other huge thing that happened really was. There was really, I mean, another um, uh, on the other side of things, I was challenging the storefront issue and things like that and rotating patients and all this bullshit. And meanwhile, on the doctor's side, there was a company called, I want to say it was Quick Med Cards or something, and they were challenging things on that level, saying, we're just going to do it online. We're going to do it in 10 or 15 minutes. We're going to make it affordable, yep. 50 or 60 or 75 bucks. Yep. And so this shit started happening, and, it, and instead of paying 200 a, uh, a year or 150 to get renewed, you're paying 75, 50 bucks. <clears throat> and so these are all game changers yep. for a lot of people. Yeah, it's funny, that you, it's funny that you say that because uh, when I first moved here, I've been going to Kind, uh, kind, uh, kind guy. No, 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 Kind, kind Wellness oh, to get okay. my card. It's a guy in Portland on yep. uh, Stevens Ave. And uh, when I first went, and I, you know, it was like 100 bucks. And uh, it was right around that same time when uh, my cheap med card, I don't know if it was around the same time, but I didn't know about my cheap med card at least or yet. But the second time when I went to renew, like my, my cheap med card was booming. Mm-hmm. Um, it was already out, but he was already charging 50, 50 for renewed local business. I supported it. But now I went back again uh, to get my card renewed again this year from him. Just, beca- you know, three years, might as well support well, the guy. Well keep going. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it, it affected him so much. He drops his bucks to 50 bucks. 
enough just to get your card. It used to be a hundred, you know what I mean? But because of my cheap med card, uh, that makes it, it may, it does switch up the, the market seen, in that. I've seen the price between 30 and 50. Yeah. Like when, when, when I lived in Arizona, like, like what you guys are exactly talking about, we had the same thing. Like I had to go to, it was called, it was basically, you went to a third party service. They were like friends with a chiropractor and then you would go in there. They'd say, Oh, you'd see one nurse and then you'd go see the chiropractor and then you'd pay like shit, like 300, 450. Bucks mm -hmm. to get your card, and there's like 200 each year to renew. So, yeah, it's just like one of those things when it's coming to like uh, these new accessible ways to get their med cards. That's why I'm always like making fun of people that aren't, I shouldn't say making fun, but extremely encouraging people to be patient because you're, it's just so easy and cheap now. And it's just like, well, why not? And I, and that, that's yeah, the other man, question. So, and, and something we need to talk about right now because this is important while we're talking about, um, the scumbags and what they're doing down in Augusta. Um, they're on a mission right now. And I'm sorry to get a little off subject here, but they're on um, I, one of the best sources I have in Augusta told me very recently that corporate cannabis is no longer trying to push um, adult use programs to get initiated as soon as possible. They are actually doing a reverse 180 and they're asking the, um, the whole freaking government to just stall everything for as long as possible because their new agenda is they want to see medical be regulated like adult use because mm. they understand the medical market is so strong. Uh, we can compete on a much easier, better level because we don't have some of the stupid regulations and restrictions and expensive things that they have to comply with. So now they want to come attack us and that's going to be a big agenda coming up for this year. And, and so, um, so this is, you know, this is like, could some say like they've already started by making, isn't is, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I might be wrong. This is more of a question, but is it a requirement now that you have to, um, that you have to be doing metric at some point, uh, the, the system or the, uh, the track you know, and trace as a, as a caregiver, a medical one, or is it just for recreational? So right now, what you're supposed to be doing is keeping track of that stuff on paper, on a, on a log book. And it's real simple. Yeah. You want to keep the patient's ID number, their expiration uh, number, the date, um, how many grams they bought that day, and then also the date of the transaction. And so if you got those key components and you keep it in the log and every day you got that log book going, then that's you're, you're, you're in compliance. Um, so um, now you want to keep those records. Another bullshit thing they did to us um, was they made it so we have to keep our records for seven years. So um, and now they're starting to now they're starting to crack down on the trip tickets, and they just came up with a trip ticket form that, that everybody has to use starting. To, I think it's July first. Is it on the M O? Yeah, M O P. M O P. O O M P yeah. website. You can find that form, and so it's. A, if they want us to fill all that shit out every time we go, and then they want us to keep those records for seven freaking years. Damn. And and so now they want us to take all our inventory, all that log registered thing, and the, and the trip tickets and everything, and every year we have to get it certified by a third-party <laughs> auditor, which there is no definition for what a third-party auditor is, so it could really be your friend or your wife, and they could just sign off on it and say, yeah, it's, that's an official report. But it's supposed to be signed off by a third-party auditor that basically says they've checked your history and all your products and your, your weight, 
weighs out for what it's supposed to according to the reports or something. Like basically, they want to they want us to be babysat to make sure that they're getting their tax money and they want records of everything. Well, it also and seems so like it could be – the more regulations, like you say, anytime there's more – it makes it harder for small businesses when you start thinking about these the, – It makes the, it more costly. Well, the complexity, yeah. When you think about it, just the, the seven-year period, who has the time – or in the organizational sales to keep seven years of records? Most time, only people that have the time I mean, to have a full-time staff wait, 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 but that has money to, to staff that. You know, that's How long those do you have to keep your taxes? How long do you have to keep your taxes for seven. So in, in a business, right? Exactly. Yes. And, I, and I can tell you who gave us these regulations. It was Dan Walker – Oh, oh. wellness connection. Yep. Yes. I know that guy. Business. I don't know him actually at all. I just, and Hannah <laughs> King was right beside him, and they were in on it all together. And I'll tell you what happened. Our bill that we wrote, LD fifteen thirty nine, that did all the cool stuff like make it so we can have unlimited, unlimited patients, unlimited employees. Mm -hmm. It was gonna make caregiver to caregiver sales. Those were game changers that gave the medical uh, industry a, a, a chance to a make the adjustment, yeah. didn't it? Right. And yeah. so what happened was, well, we were almost finished with the last final step of that bill process where it was going to go for a House floor vote and a Senate floor vote, and then we were going to be done with it, and it's going to be lost. And Wellness Connection and Hannah King summons us all up for a stakeholder meeting because they, they got some important stuff they want to tell us. And they bring this three-page amendment with them, and it had all this bullshit in it. It had the seed-to-sale tracking crap in it. They wanted mandatory testing. They wanted all this crazy shit. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, that's fine. Do you, talking about let me ask you something. Runs, but, how do you feel? Huh? How, let, me, let me ask you, what is your opinion on testing? So do you think testing should not be mandatory? I think, you know what? Our state's not ready for testing because we don't have the labs right now. But I'd love to see testing. I don't think, I honestly think it's a tactic that could be used as a weapon. Against oh, yeah, the certainly. small caregiver. Yeah, sure. So we gotta we gotta have a protection plan for the smaller guys. Um, and so my big concern is is make it so that everybody can afford it. So like, I guess let's this say, is. But what if it, just uh, how yeah. does that work with the affordability aspect of it? Why is it that the cannabis industry has to has to pay to get tested? Isn't the alcohol industry don't I mean, they test not, themselves it's, it's and then it is that they're held tested. to a standard? Well, it is if you have a variety of strains. The, I mean, the no, cost, no, yes. no. These yes, people are these yes, people make no, bank. yes, no. We have talked to the guys. At, uh, I, I quote the guy. At Iron I work Lung. for Sensible. The guy over at Iron Lung the, told he's, me he's a his bill. I love his, that guy. His bill would be something like twenty five thousand dollars a month for testing. He said I can't afford that. That's exactly what he said. No, I, mean, the, I think I think a lot of people presume it. I don't want listen, to take out the subject listen, of cheap testing, no, but I guess I it's more so the point went is that why does why does the cannabis why does the cannabis industry have to pay for testing when other industries are simply held to a standard of you have to test yourself and we will check you if we assume okay, that you are not. I'll, I'll tell you something. Right growers, growers right now and growers and store owners, they're not hurting. They can afford it straight up because even just right now, I know for a but fact, if you use the whole ideology, unit, all the units went up since our last show. Did you know that? But they you can go down. Yeah, but you, you can't but, use. But they're, uh, when they're going, you think they're going to go back down before they go up? Oh come on, that's like no, saying no, the no. economy's recession proof. Is saying like the packs are just going to stay at the high price. You know, that's it's inevitable. I'm you, that eventually dude, the game's never going to be the change, and that's what I'm saying. That's price up must come down at some point, regardless if it's now. You or think in it's going to come? Yeah, not right now. Right. I don't think it's now, but I mean, it, it, eventually there has to so be. There's what always it, uh, changes. The point is. 
is that regardless of so, the point being is why is this industry held to such a different standard than others? Whereas others are, they are allowed to self-regulate themselves in a sense. And if their self-regulation seems to lie astray, they are then held to a, a, a higher a governmental standard where we are held to, you have to pay to make sure that you're on track. I mean, don't I have nutritional facts and a percentage of alcohol on my alcohol bottles? Yeah, but most of the time I'm almost, doesn't Budweiser oh, test? Right. Go ahead. If I can just, if I can interact here for a second. Go, go um, Dawson, we love you. One of the things, what, yeah, one of the solutions that's been um, discussed in this exact issue here is, you know, because let's face it, how do we keep it so we save all the caregivers right now without putting anybody out of business, but also make it safe for the patients and safe for everybody to Well, we have to face it like not everyone's going to make it. Right. Well, yeah, there's that issue too. But, um, but also, let's just say this. One of the things that's been discussed is why aren't the inspectors that are trying to inspect us one, two, three times a year some, some people are getting and why are they coming in? Why is it their job to take a sample, a random sample, unexpected, when we're, when, you know, on any given plant that they choose to, and then it's their responsibility to go verify that we're in compliance and go get that tested at the lab. And that comes out of our program funds because something a lot of people don't know is our program continually ha has multiple millions of dollars of surplus money in it. Yep. Our law says... That every two years they're supposed to do an audit of their program, and if it's showing a profit, they're supposed to reevaluate the fee charges on our cards and lower the prices if they're making money. They've only done that once, Damn. so they're using our money as a slush fund. And there's senators and representatives trying to figure out how to pay for their bill, and then they find out about the marijuana slush fund, and then next thing you know, oh, there goes marijuana money out the back door for shit that has nothing to do with marijuana. So. So what's going on is we got to capture that money and use it for its true intention. And why shouldn't we be testing those products using that surplus money? Right. That's what it should be used for. And that brings safety to the program. And guess what? If you go to the OMP website, their number one mission statement is public safety. So right. let's take that surplus. Wait, is it really? Put it towards the public safety. Yes, it does. Wait, do. wait, 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 wait. Because I just want to add something because you can literally, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I've been told by many caregivers, uh, you can actually be approved for your caregiver's card and actually have an offense, uh, different sort of offenses against you that aren't weed related, but like are still very, very, very bad. Like, um... I know there's like, uh, you can still get your MOP, you can get, still get your caregiver's card and be a, a bad person. And like, I'm not, I mean, I'm okay, not so you're saying like, like, like you're saying like you could be a pedophile yes. and, and get your card. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So, you, so, could be a mur you could be a convicted, you could be a convicted murderer. Right. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's true. So, that's so, true. so that, that, that's why that's why I screamed right there because if that's really in their first line of their statement, they're allowing convicted murderers become, become you know yeah. caregivers. How is that really protecting the people? It's right, not. Right. It's fucking not. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it true to think where we're not ne necessarily at the cresting point of how many will be participating on a on a caregiver level? Or, or have we maybe achieved that high point right now? Well, I think we want to... You know, right now, right now, what I see in the marketplace, and I think everybody's seeing because it... Because adult no use is going to come into play. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. But right now, we're not ready for adult use. Let's face it. Nobody, we can't even no. keep enough no. inventory in this state for medical. Everybody's yep. running dry. Yep. Everybody's running around trying to find weed. It's oh, sure. like nothing I've ever seen before. So, so what we need is we need more caregivers. And, and, and that's going to encourage more business growth and I think more, you know, cards and stuff. Let's face it. And then, but what we also need is more plant count. We need more, we need to be able to get bigger yields and we need to have more plants and, and, um, cause we can't make enough inventory in the state of Maine right now. And let's face it, we did $111 million in sales last year. Accounted for. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then this year, this year the numbers are gonna be bigger. Let's oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. We're very familiar with it from that end, uh, that end too. It is. It's but, been like unlike anything else I've ever seen. So one thing then again, I wonder, we never did see anything else other than introduction. But you talked. You talked. You said something really important about uh, a little bit back. You said how the senators go in, they grab money, um, and it brought me. It reminded me of something I wanted to bring up to you about how I feel like. Voting is really important. It's stressed a lot about like on the national level, but people don't think about it on a state level. And there was some controversy I saw about um, Troy Jackson. Uh, what was it? It was probably a couple months ago now. And it was actually, it was, he, he ended what up. What area? It, I, I forget. I read it on Dawson's page. It was something that he kind of flip-flopped on an issue that he had kind of, you know, basically promised like the coalition, I guess you could say that he was not going to, and then he ended up flipping on it. And it was, it was pretty vital. If I remember, I was wondering if you, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So yeah, Greg got mad at me about that one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, we kissed and made up. We're buddies again. Uh, but anyways, what happened was Troy, um, we had, okay. I, I think a lot of people might've heard the story, but there's a, there's a marijuana advisory commission that was, um, a, it's all appointed people from either the governor or the president of the Senate or the speaker of the house. Um, they literally commissioned this whole, um, advisory panel of 14 people. And so there's some professionals in there, you know, you got some commissioners and you got some, you know, directors and different guys that are experts and professionals. And they got like a drug abuse counselor guy, specialist, Scott Gagney. If anybody knows that guy, he's, he's a piece of work. And, and so, <laughs> Is it, was, wasn't, Emil Cliver, wasn't Emil Clavette on that board at one point? Oh, uh, no, no, but Jesus Christ. Boy, I, thought, that, that I, would I make, could have swore he was serving up. I, that I could have at one point. Yeah, that would be called the dream team. Yeah, right. That'd be the dream team. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. The power team. You're thinking of the group um, uh, professionals to regulate marijuana yeah. or whatever the hell. That was with Hannah King and all that crap. And that was another, oh my God, talk about a corruption team. Yeah. Holy that, hell. That seemed to be pretty, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting. It was like uh 2000 and I don't remember, it was two years earlier, he was in court trying to do a business divorce over his business partner selling marijuana. And then he, he's on like the professional oh, yeah. team for it. So it was kind of funny. You had yeah, that was back. That was back when they were hanging out with the Lamborghini guys. Yeah, they got busted with all the weed and Lewis. <laughs> yeah, they did, didn't they? What? They was like, what? Is that my client? Whoopsie, my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll disassociate. Was now. that was that one of her? That was one of her clients. Uh, well, let's just put it this way: that the Lamborghini guys were renting buildings from her clients and um, um, Emil and his partner, Kevin. And mm -hmm. so they were all, 
they were all back and forth in each other's driveways every other day. So you, you do the math. <laughs> yeah. 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 There were certain associations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, dude, yeah. Went, dude went yeah, driving yeah. from a two thousand. Dude the, went the from question. driving an 05 M5 to driving fucking 2018 the, Uricon out of nowhere. Like, all right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it, do you, do you think it extended <laughs> like, beyond? Did you, do you think it extended to a much greater degree as well beyond that? Would you speculate you at by? all? Um, maybe What's a higher that? up, a hierarchy above uh, that group. Well, I think they got that because of the, there was such a level of organization and the mass quantity that was being moved. There was like, if you think about it too, they were renting out these really, Dawson can tell you obviously, but there's some really big buildings in the Auburn Industrial Park. And yep. yes, there is big buildings in the Portland Industrial Park too. But the thing is with Auburn is a lot of businesses have left recently and there's buildings with like, half a million square feet yep. that have been vacant. And I think one of them was like 300,000 square feet that they were completely overhauling to be a very big grow. Cause I remember it being toted at one point and this could be completely wrong, but I remember hearing biggest grow this side of the Mississippi. And I was like, Whoa, Holy fuck. I don't even know what that means, but that sounds <laughs> badass as shit. All right. And then, you know, all the of cascade a sudden, building was what they referred yeah, so to as was, a factory. And that it was thing huge. Must have been, it was just massive. It was 300. I think Walmart actually rents out a floor now and stuff like that. But yeah, those guys, I see if them out and it's, it's pretty crazy. The, the level they were at as far as, yeah, like, <laughs> if you're talking about the Casco, uh, company, the Casco yep. Bay building or whatever that thing's called. Yep, cascade. I think yeah. It's like cascade. Yeah, it's like 180,000 or something square feet. It's, it's a thick amount. And that's, that's the one that the meal runs. And, mm -hmm. and it used to be his partner, Kevin, but they got a divorce. I don't know what the hell's going on with those guys. Yeah, um, yeah that's weird. But, He's but, still pending, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's weird. To some degree. Well, because there there's, there's a dispensary that rents it, that rents a floor in that building, I believe, still. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know enough. They don't talk to me. Well, he lost, <laughs> and he, they lost right. a big contract at one point to the Canadian company. When that whole thing went down, it was, remember, CJ21 or some big, big uh, Canadian company that was going to come and, you know, invest. And that's what I think the whole attraction was to that building. And when that all went down, it kind of fell through for him. But. It was, I, I can't say I'm not necessarily uh, against yeah. that. <laughs> I can't stop that happening. But one thing I want to talk about, too, is cultivation has kind of been the theme of this season. What legislation has happened recently in your mind or things that have happened in the industry and inner workings that maybe everyday people don't get to see that really pertains to cultivation? You talked a little bit about how expanding plant counts can really benefit you know, cultivators, but what else has happened behind the scenes that maybe hasn't benefited cultivators or something that should change along with the plant counts? Well, I mean, specifically, specifically, uh, they added a bill, uh, like, oh, it was like last year or the year before or something that basically made it so you could, you could either have your 30, um, mature flowering plants, or you could instead do 500 square feet. And, and so what happened when that, when that bill first got implemented or enacted, um, the department, the OMP said, okay, well, you know what, you can still only have 30 plants because, you know, and then they said, well, then they eventually said you can have 60 plants because they said there was a conflict in the law. Then they settled on, well, we'll let you have 60 plants, but you got to pay double the fee. And then it came down to now what they're doing is they're saying for every six flowering plants you want to have in that 500 square feet, 
you got to pay another 240 for one of the cards, you know? And so I'm talking to people. I, I know one guy that pays 8200 bucks for a year to have 500 square feet based on his plant wow. uh, account. Wow. Yeah, and I know another money. guy. That, wow. I know another guy that was quoted 15000 and I think he wanted something like 400 plants to be growing. And, you know, the department is really taking advantage of the situation. And, and they're a department that's supposed to be run, like I said, like the post office. They're not supposed to be making a profit. They're not supposed to be where, in it. Where the fuck you is know? this money going? Where, who, like, where does this go? Is it going back to the schools at all or anything like anything that people actually want it to go back to? Like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, I can give you some examples. Remember oh, when the water was. Remember when the water was all screwed up in, I think, like, Freiburg and different towns like that and shit or whatever? I don't know if it was Freiburg. It was something out there. And 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 Poland Springs was fucking up shit and water levels and everything. Well, now they have an emergency fund for people whose wells run dry and they don't have enough money to get a new well. Instead of Poland Springs having to come fucking fix their shit, we got a government fucking bailout program funded by us, the marijuana people. And it was like a half a million dollars they took out one year, and they just but and so very self-serving. Yeah, so when your well runs dry, thanks to Poland wow. Springs, uh, just tap in and we'll get you a new well somehow or something or pipe you in something. I don't know how they do it, but um, so then there was another one and some firefighter thing and uh, something about a promotion yeah. to promote flame retardant um, frigging couches and you know here here's a bunch of money to fund that project and. Just random weird things that have nothing to do with cannabis, you know, and it's shameful because in the beginning, that was never what it was intended to do. You know, this wasn't supposed to be a money making thing. And that's what they've turned it into now. And they're and they're and they're getting aggressive. Let's face it. Right. Um, yeah, they are. This year, they wanted to do the hundred thousand dollar fee. I mean, I mean, the uh, hundred thousand um, dollar fine. Or, you know, and, and a minor fine was 10000 It's like, well, Jesus Christ, I don't know who can afford that. But Yeah, it wouldn't take know, more than finding um, you uh, guilty of whatever so much in so whatever the fashion of the law is. Yeah, for that to add up pretty quick. Uh, that that's a that starts to put a big hurt. But I think it, so. It goes back. So who to obviously, decides to create the rules? It goes, it goes back to regulate the rules. Are. Well, yeah, it goes back to voting, obviously. And one thing I wanted to bring up is right now, a lot of people, obviously, with the pandemic, there's a lot of people that are feeling some type of way about Janet Mills. What is your honest opinion about how has Janet Mills? Because it's going to come down to a race between LePage and Janet Mills. That's probably what it's going to be right now from what we're seeing when it comes down to the next gubernatorial race. How do you think someone that is pro-cannabis should look at those two candidates when it does come time? When you look at for a state level, who do you really think has cannabis interests better at heart? You know, I mean, you don't have to – there's no really – I'm not trying to put you on the spot, I guess. But from a factual standpoint. Okay, so what I see between the difference of the two people – I see that Paul LePage is a lot more stringent on cannabis. You know, he's, he does not stand behind adult use. Um, I've heard, I've heard some people say that he's, he's, you know, neutral, but I, 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 you can see his actions and every now and then the truth flips out and he's not a, a fan of adult use. No. Um, he is somewhat turning around with his, um, with his position on medical use, from what I understand. 
Um, he started to take it a little more seriously, and I'm hoping, from what I'm hearing, I'm hoping that that continues. Um, and there's some personal uh, family stuff involved there, I think. But, um, but so that's sort of how the the message was getting through, or how it how it might have changed. Yeah, uh, and changed. I really should. Yeah, I should. No, no, I that's fine. I shouldn't say more than yep. that, but that's that's part of the story, and and. And so that's a good thing. So I, I'm really encouraged by that, and I'm hoping to see mm-hmm. a, a new side of LePage when it comes to medical. Hopefully, a lot. He was he always was kind of supportive of medical, but he considered a lot of us to be drug dealers and freaking a bunch of you know we're just we're just legalized drug dealers. And so that that was that was difficult to deal with. But Janet, on the other hand, Janet, I don't think she's against adult use. I don't think she's against medical use. I think she's kind of like do what do what the people want to do but um i think she is very much she let's just say she's she's accumulated some debt in the favor department and i think she's making her payments now and and so by stalling and, and I, to and, a degree by what, dropping uh, a lawsuit by yeah dropping the lawsuit or yeah, uh, well, also stalling like measures yeah, preventative measures think, silly things like that like mm-hmm. uh Taking taking a hundred percent main residency requirement and whittling it down to zero percent residency <laughs> right, requirement like within what? two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the law says a hundred percent required, right? I mean, you can't make this shit up. How do they do that? They just make but so how does away. it? Like, but in in the same, just to play the devil's advocate, uh, Dawson, and how would you counter argue someone that would say, as much as you hate it, wellness has a weird point where it's not constitutional like it does because if i've seen the argument i did a little bit of research myself into it and i've seen the argument that they've used and i from somewhat of a standpoint like a legal standpoint from my very minor (laughs) legal standpoint which is just research uh is that the arguments won in a lot of cases that they fought and it seems like these guys were prepared for it and they were just waiting for their time to strike like the whole time they kind of were like well listen you know we're gonna sue you and Maine's like yeah yeah well we'll wait till it happens and they're like well I mean we're gonna do it when it matters and they're like yeah yeah whatever and then all of a sudden like hey by the way remember we said we're gonna sue you like yeah well we're gonna sue you you know because like I feel like it was just something that they've done a lot well I'm glad you brought that question up because a lot of people say that I hear that argument a lot and there is no argument there, and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, a lot of people are aware of this thing that I like to call the constitutional waiver, and it's required before you can fill out any application for any adult use program, you're required to fill out the waiver form first and submit it to the department. And that waiver form, listen, oh, it's a nightmare. This is what this waiver form does. It says you're waiving all your privacy rights with federal, state laws, or municipal laws, or any of that shit. And you're also waiving your constitutional rights. You're going to be waiving any liability uh, that the state may cause damage if they accidentally publish your information in any way or form, and it's damaging information. Even if that information is incorrect and the state did so by mistake or intentionally, it still they have no liability. And so if that's not enough to piss you off, um, if you make a mistake and you lie or you forget that you had a disorderly conduct when you were 16 years old and mm. got arrested or something, and but you got bailed out five minutes later, guess what? That could be considered perjury. You're basically signing saying any, any misinformation or dishonesty is considered perjury. And then 
They're saying that they have the right to share your information with anybody they want, including governments um, on all levels and foreign governments. So that's all in this one stupid form. And it's the first thing you got to fill out. So guess what, Wellness Connection? There is no constitutional argument because in order to join the program, you have to sign away your constitutional rights. So they can stick that constitutional crap up their ass is the way I put And let me point out another argument, too, in case they seem to think that they're invincible to constitutional waivers. Um, but uh, the other thing is, is that a federal court, when it comes to constitutional issues, um, federal court, that has to do with, <clears throat> um, are you doing things interstate, you know? And, you know, is this a federally mandated situation that the federal court has jurisdiction over is part of the issue there. But the other issue is, is that Maine has an obligation to regulate its program. This is not a federally legal program. This is a state legal program. Right. How the fuck are we supposed to regulate somebody? That lives 100% in another state out of our jurisdiction. Well, that's what makes what sense. If that motherfucker, How what can if you... that motherfucker comes up here and says, fuck it, I'm going to grow a million plants, even though I'm only paying for a thousand plants. Uh -huh. And then he gets busted, and then everybody's supposed to go to jail, but guess what? We can't do anything because the guy lives in Florida. But what well, is it? Do you know even... what? That, so we have, a, we have a legal argument. This is a state-run program. Therefore, it requires residency to be in Maine. Therefore, if you're out of compliance, we can take you to jail or whatever the hell they got. And I'm not advocating that anybody should go to jail for too many plants. I'm just saying this is uh, yeah. the court argument, the way that the old crusty judges are going to see things, you know. But when you think about so just to even dive into it more. How can it even be fought in a federal court? Because when they look at it, they're looking at a guy that lives in New York that's pouring his money into a marijuana company in Maine, and then the federalized, it's illegal, and there's now interstate exactly. shit, interstate, uh, you know. Exactly. So it's like, it's, so how, does, how can you, how so can you even play judgment? So that you really can't even take him. Like, it's so weird, because if they were to go to court, then they essentially would be felons. They would yeah, just, they yeah, would be no, that, have, yeah. in, in the lies of the law, yep. they would be, so it, yeah, the level of corruption there is pretty astounding if you think for them not to, because they're dumping that much money, holding firms, all this stuff, many, many states, and yet they're still somehow, in the eyes of the law, legal. And that is the reason, I'll tell you what, I know an elected official that had a conversation or a meeting or something with our attorney general after he made that decision not to enforce. And this representative was very concerned about the situation. And he said, um, you know, why did you do it? And the guy said, well, um, part of the reason was they looked at it and they weren't sure if they could win or not. And then the other part of the reason was they thought it was going to be $150,000 in legal expenses and they thought they might lose. So that's budget issue. And, and, um, and then, um, and so, and so, um, there was another third factor. And crap, I'm having a THC moment now. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you smoking on tonight, Dawson? What are you smoking on? Uh, or well, did you get a chance? Actually, it's, actually it's called slurricane, but it doesn't make your it, it doesn't make your words slur. It makes your brain slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm suffering from a slurricane attack right now. We could say. Yeah. So. Um, my, I have a question for you. So I was talking, you sent him in the beginning of the show. I don't know if it got recorded or not, but we're talking about uh, John from High Sale. Uh, I was talking to him the other day, and he was saying how, 
You know, a lot of the big things we have to deal with, people always say is like, oh, you know, what uh, the other fight or I always say uh, rebuttal I have to deal with is, is, you know, other, you know, industries don't have a resident requirement. Why does cannabis? So it's like, you're, you know, yeah. there's no other industries that, and then, and I, and I, when I was talking to John about this and he said, you know, we have to start looking at the cannabis industry, not like any other industry, but how the businesses were affected in the post prohibition era of alcohol, because in that, well, if, think if, about this, yeah, yeah. But at, that's when alcohol goes federal. And, and when, when marijuana goes federal, that's when it's a game changer. But mm-hmm. right now think about it this way. Yes. Everybody's saying, well, it's unconstitutional to tell adult use people. They can't, they can't live out of state and have ownership. But think about this one. Well, we've been doing it that way for 10 years with medical. How come nobody ever asked that question? Why can't somebody from New York city send in their money to Augusta, get a card and you know, have a fucking medical marijuana business in Maine. It's not legal. Nobody's ever said, Oh, that's unconstitutional. Well, now they're saying it's unconstitutional, but nothing's changed except we're not calling it medicine. We're saying this is for recreational use. So I I really, I go ahead. Yeah. What's that? I was going to say, what, I feel like now I, that you have a lot of fake activism, though, like there's a lot of people that are being it's like you're you have a lot of people being forced and pressured to be for, part of the cause. When in reality, like the same people aren't if you are advocating for cannabis reform, but you are not advocating for the people that have been put into prison because of cannabis, then do you really believe in the cause? Or are you just trying to boost your own pockets like at the same time? You know, like there has to be some balance. I feel like a lot of people now are pressured into just saying that yes, they believe in these certain things when most of the time there's a lot of people in this industry that their tactics and the way that they act are extremely, extremely in line with wellness. And that's just the point because a lot of these guys, well, a well, lot of these people are at the point where, they've had well, 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 where they have had to attract you're, you're, bigger money interstate. Well, and big money in state acts the same way most time as big money out of state acts. It's just like that's the, that's the thing. Big money acts the same you're way. You're absolutely right. But you have to look at it. You have to step, take a step back and, and look. There's levels to this shit, right? You're 100% right, dude. There's about, uh, I'll, I, don't, I'll, I won't name a damn one, but there's probably about a dozen companies that want to take wellness's spot. So, yes, in your way, you talk about fake activism. Um, I think there are absolutely opportunities for these bigger companies that, yeah, they're swinging out wellness so they can fucking take their spot. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but that's what I think too. I think that's there's not, it wasn't exactly, but that almost sums it up in a sense too. Like, yes, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, you're right. Yeah. Like because like, cause, like, cause I they think they would do the same thing if they got the opportunity and they're trying to execute that similar business model. Right. And it's just like, because I'm much more long, local but, 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 but like, like we talked about before the show, it's like everyone has that uh, every, like right now it's so easy to be pick on the, you know, the monster in the community is the wellness connection. So it's like, yeah, throw walks at wellness, but six years from now, I'm going to be them. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? I think that's like one, one picture that I think that's what is maybe that what we need to protect ourselves from. But like doing, but, but aren't we, but aren't we cool with, but uh, yeah, here's my, before you answer that, but like, isn't it cool or do we, or do we want to support one of our own to become that big chain? 
Well, I think that's really when you get into morals is do you mind, is it the money or the people right. that, you, that you hate? And like, is it, is it about how they got there? Right. The method that they chose? Like, We're that's protecting where, main investments though in, in, a, in a great, to a greater degree. But if you think about it'd it. It'd be nice to have a representative of uh, Maine become that big brand. But if right, that's house. what I was thinking. Right. So I would love, I would like love to see that. 710 Labs has a great uh, reputation. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right uh, out on the West Coast, oh, yeah. um, a couple others as well that have maintained their name. Um, I, I, I don't know. I always feel like Jungle Boys have, but I don't know the truth of the matter to it. I think, but yeah, but it, it's just like, it's the point of the Gage matter. Green, that Gage they're Green like up cookies. in Michigan. It, goes, yeah, it just cookies. goes back to the point of like fake activism. And there's a lot of people that do like the same exact thing. So it, it begs the question of, what are we really against? I don't think it's fake. I don't think, I think fake's the wrong word. I think it's just, I think it's strategic. I don't think it's fake. I think they, I think it's smart as shit. Yeah, honestly, because, I, I, because I like, I mean, might as well jump on the wave of fuck you and then, you know, and have all these, use the people to fight now. And this is the time, you know what I mean? We're all fighting against it. So like, you know. It's like, but uh, if the same, if the same company, if, and I want to give Dawson a chance, obviously to jump in on this, but my last point, and I give it to open up the floor after that yeah. is that if the, if the same company that we like all of a sudden is doing the same tactics that we hate right. in the sense that now they're crushing other local businesses because they've gotten to a scale where they can, then what happens? No, so I exactly. think there's like, it's That's always an excellent about, point. it's like a checks and balances. It's yeah. really weird because I see that happening too. It, it's like when you cut off the head of the snake, what's the saying? three more pop up or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It continues. Sure. So. More heads will pop. Right. Up. I mean, just like, just like anything else, even back in the trap game, dude, you like the plug goes, the hole fills, you know what I mean? Wellness is gone. That hole's going to fill. I mean, it's the same, same concept. But yeah. yeah, but Dawson, what is your opinion on that? What do you think? Like, do you, do, do we still support like someone main that is going to be that first local big brand or is that even a thing? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. I, I think, that. and I don't, my connections, my connections going in and out on hearing you guys. So if I don't know how it's sounding on, am I, are you hearing me? No. Yeah. We're hearing yeah, you still, right. but yeah. Okay. Awesome. awesome. For a little All bit right, more. So yeah. This is what I think. I just, yeah, I think you guys are exactly right. Like we're obviously seeing this with Curalise and acreage companies like wellness connection and, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see it emerge in other companies and, and it's disturbing to a certain extent. Like <clears throat> I heard some bad things about what went down in Elliot, and you know, and I also heard that more out-of-state money that's coming up. Yeah, and, I got and, some, Yeah, we gotta talk and, about that and, on the phone sometime. Yeah, man, and 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 you know, and so a lot of there's a lot of backstabbing. <clears throat> there's a lot of super competitive people that are really starting to show their colors and. And, and that's an ugly thing in our industry. And I think we need to self-police that to a certain extent and somewhat call these people out and say, you know, it's really not friendly to our community and we've got enough enemies with cannabis as it is. We don't need your bullshit, you know? Right. Um, we've got enough bullshit dealing with the stock market Wall Street scumbags and now mm-hmm. we don't need some little mini scumbags coming in thinking they're new stock market people. So... So we we need to be strong enough and stable enough. We always chuck yeah, our homies, need, right? Chuck so, the homies. And so we need we need to we need to show that the winning way to go is locally all the way around. Mm-hmm. We need to shame these people. We need to call them out. We need to boycott them. We need to protest them. 
We need to, you know, spread so, the word. We, so, and, yeah, and, and, that goes and, on to the great point in the very first question. To, and, when, and when they, and when, and when they're when their political scumbag allies start doing corrupt bullshit against us, we need to be loud and clear that that motherfucker can't get reelected. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they sold out, and here's why. And we need to let everybody know. And that's what really the next phase is. After we get them protests and wellness connection. We need to start focusing on these are the people that need to be voted out. These are the people that need to be voted in. And let's get behind these good people and let's get rid of these old, these bad people. And, and we also need to be starting to come down on some of these companies that are just going to stick with Wellness Connection and all those scumbag tactics, you know. And we need to start getting them involved with this bullshit and saying, look, if you're going to be in bed with Wellness, then you're going to have to wear it on your sleeve. And we're just going to have a little list or something or whatever and let everybody know mm-hmm. that, that I've been on that. The same, I've at been the on same, that. Well, at the same time, wellness is floating around contracts. Wellness is they are folding around contracts to people to people that they know have big grows right now that want to carry their products. I know this was before this, the lawsuit yeah. happened. I don't know what's going on before that, but I know inside hand too that there are many people when that I, you mm-hmm. would not believe that are have their finger on the button when it comes to signing that contract. They are very close to it. And according to that guy, there's a lot of people that you literally no idea. Well, I don't want to <laughs> put him on blast because it's this guy's word, and I don't know how much I trust it. He could be using that as a tactic to sign that person in that I was with at the time. Sure. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm interested to see. No, it's funny that you say that when I was basically popping off on the gram and, like, calling people out on wellness, uh, that was a lot of stuff like that coming in. It was Mm. just, like, straight, uh, you know. Backdoor. Backdoor. Like, it was all this stuff that, like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, like. (sighs) For some, it's the ultimate end to what they were hoping to have created. Right. As well. Right. So everybody has a different business model. I think the attraction for us here and what we're doing is the hope that we can protect the smaller entities because that's truly what it's going to become. If we can create a farming industry from that and and maybe stronger based off of what we're seeing currently, um, then let's get greater and let's have a, a, a more of an influence like Dawson's always pointing towards. I, I hope the support you're getting, Dawson, has been enough. I hope uh, that a lot of people have been reaching out. It feels like it's happening. Yeah, I feel I feel like this is a big push. Does is, is, is it feel that way to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a fucking avalanche. What's your date on your protest coming, again? This is a natural disaster coming towards Wellness Connection. They're like in full damage control mode right now going, what the hell? <laughs> we, we should talk, we yeah, should we talk sh- about your protest. Yes. Do you want to give us like, shed a little bit of light on what's going on with that, man? Yeah, okay. So so what we're doing, and this is like the next phase of this, uh, of this battle, you know, we got the lawsuit going, but also we're going to take it to the next level. And we are going to have a protest on June 19th. And it originally started off as it's a wellness connection protest. So it originally started off as, well, let's go down to the Portland location because that's like their mothership, you know. But then we decided we had so so many people reaching out saying, oh, geez, you know, I'd love to go to the Brewer one or, you know, I can't make it all the way to Portland. It's a five-hour drive for me. So, So we started realizing, geez. Everybody wants to go everywhere, so we said, all right, well, let's just make it all locations of Wellness Connection on Friday, February, uh, Friday, June 19th, 
June and 19th. And it's going to be starting at 12, yeah, 12 noon until it ends, you know, until the until last it ends. <laughs> done protesting. <laughs> Oh, that's and beautiful. so Friday, but, June nineteenth. Are you guys wearing told... anything symbolic? Like are anything symbolic colors? Yeah, like, well, you know, I like to call these guys blood sucking vampires. Yeah, he does. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and the reason why does he have because... shirts coming? We should. That, yeah, we should, we should get shirts. They come up here with their freaking viruses, and they suck us. At, they suck the blood out of us, and then they take it back to Wall Street, and they feed it to all their little cronies. And, you know, and and, and, and and they think they're invincible. They think they're immortal. You know, they run around like they fucking nobody can kill them. Well, fuck them. So that's why I call them blood sucking vampires. And vampires. so what? What I think we need to do for this for this protest, the symbolistic thing, because I'm calling it a gathering at the vampires den. Oh my the god! Title of this thing. This is beautiful. And so we all need. Yeah, man. So we all need, and I'm working a deal right now with a <laughs> with an organic garlic farmer, and <laughs> this guy's going to sell me a bunch of garlic on the stock. Yeah, man. You know where I'm going with this. So we're yes. going to have all these clus- clusters of garlic, and then we got a bunch of wooden cross stakes, and we're going to be out there protesting against the freaking vampires. And and but but we're wooden cross stakes. Oh my god. Yeah, man. And we're also going to bring the signs that say exactly what the problem is so the everyday person gets what the message is. You yeah, know, sure, because the education of the uh, general public, that's that's part of our next phase, too. Trying to we do gotta, that outreach. We've got to be there. Yeah, we got to make sure they, <clears throat> yeah, we got to make sure they fully understand that we're not <clears throat> cheering for wellness. We're actually saying these motherfuckers are scumbags and stay the hell away from them. Because they're gonna, you're gonna get the vampire disease. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think um, obviously, so, honestly, Dawson, it seems like we just skimmed the surface, and I think we're gonna have to come back at some point and revisit you, revisit this whole topic and everything we're talking about, especially in a couple of months, to see how it plays out post protest. Post protest. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? To add? Oh yeah, there's so many layers of this yeah, that we we need to go through it. And, and I'll tell you what, another thing is that um, I'd like to point out is that I just did some videos with um, Roll Your Own, the mm-hmm. Danky Dan and Eli Poulin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with their, their little mini series, they're only two or three, maybe four minutes long. But we go through a segment in each series, a segment about our, our medical marijuana program in history. About oh, hell yeah. One of the fuck jobs that we got from Wellness Connection. So... It's like a, it's like an educational series, you know, and and so so we're just going to be dropping a bunch of them this Friday at four twenty p.m. and stay tuned on either Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and we're going to be dropping out all kinds of videos to kind of explain more in depth stories of what. I, and oh, wait till you hear awesome. what I like to call license gate. Oh, license gate is the biggest scam in all of the history of all of marijuana. I cannot <laughs> wait for this. Se- so is this kind of just like a little mini series with you telling stories? Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's oh, what it is. And I'm I just am, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I am hooked. I'm hooked. And we're going to keep making them. We're going to keep making them. And we just focus on one issue. Let's just talk about this. And I'm going to go into depth and tell you everything. About wow. What happened, that's going to be a game here. changer. And then. Yeah, man, it's, it's they, a game how, changer. You know, you don't have to read a you don't have to read 
300 words. You just right. got to sit there and watch wow. a video right. and all the stuff. That is going to be so helpful yeah. to, for, for, I can't wait to just use you as a reference. Like, just go watch Dawson's videos. Yeah. I don't know. Go ask, well, watch Dawson's videos. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Up. We're thinking of creative things like this. Like, if we, when we win our court case, if we still have extra money left over, you know, one thing what we want to do is give back to the community. So if we got extra money left over and we got we got this lawsuit, we just kicked their ass in court, we want to have a little celebration party and we'll get like a pig roast or something or, you know, oh, and, get and have everybody come and, we'll yeah, like a community get together. We all celebrate and we fucking high five and we take pictures and we send it to <laughs> Wellness Connection and tell them to shove it up their ass. <laughs> so, so, but the other... But the other things we want to do are we want to start getting more involved with the future of our program. And we're going to be, so we're going to be writing the medical marijuana bill this year that we're going to fix shit that's still broken in, pro, in our program that needs to get better. Like we need more plant count, let's face it. Mm -hmm. And we need, you know, things like collectives or co-ops or partnerships or whatever you want to call them. It's bullshit that it's supposed to be illegal for us, but Wellness Connection can do it. So we're going to fix that shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got a little checklist. And then what we're going to do is we got the same thing going on with adult use. We're going to do a, a bill for adult use and we're going to make some clean changes. And um, But we're going to go on the offense this year. We're not going to keep trying to be on the defense, trying to fix all these bills that are coming to attack us we're going to start attacking them Excellent. and that's going to be key for um keep keeping the ball in our court and keeping those motherfuckers away from destroying our program and i don't know if it's allowed to be swearing on your program i'm sorry I it is do you know who the it fuck's on this show <laughs> i'm on this fucking show dude are you fucking kidding me <laughs> oh yeah we got charlie yeah, yeah. Got <laughs> rid of our rating in a heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> Dawson, thank you very much for coming uh, on our show tonight. It's been a Appreciate pleasure, it. Dawson. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. And yeah, it was great. I want to do, we got to do this more often. And, yes, please, uh, June let's. June 19th, everybody. June wellness 19th. Go to your local wellness connection. Yes, yes. I'm hoping. Make signs. I'm going to try, just so you guys know, I'm going to try to put together like a, a sign painting party this yes. weekend. Yes. Okay. So I'll drop something out on. I'll drop something out on Instagram and something on Facebook as soon as we figure out where's a good spot to we'll, do it. Right. And maybe we can get some stuff going and get some get the blood pump and get everybody's mojo going and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And make sure uh, send us some of that information of where to send that check and all that, too. That way uh, we can get that donation to you. Oh, we'll yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. That, yeah, thank you very much, guys. That's really generous. Very generous of you guys. I appreciate that. I want to help thank you Thank you. We appreciate what you're doing. Podcast. We appreciate what yeah, you're doing man. for the any, industry. Any, let's do this more often. Let's do it. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. I appreciate, I appreciate everybody in the community. Yes. <laughs> you appreciate guys have you. a great night, and, and thanks again. Yes, take care, All right, awesome. guys. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. See you later.